Welcome to Realoran International Ministries Incorporated with Anne Elizabeth, where real people meet a real God. Expect miracles. I've been praying, expect miracles. He said, my people need to hope again. Amen? And uh, I was getting all excited, you know. I've been in his presence where I've witnessed him do miracles, you know, on me and others, right? But uh, hope, the, the Greek word for hope is elpis. Elpis. And it means expect good from God. Expect it. Like Jen is just glowing tonight. Isn't she? Yes, she is. I mean, right. And God is a surprise. God is a surprise God. And in prayer, you know, I saw balloons. Hey, Jasmine. Are you on the board? And, uh, uh-oh. And uh, so God said, you know, expect miracles. And as I was praying, he showed me balloons. Celebration. <laughs> yeah, celebration. Mm-hmm. And, and when people start getting things from God, pop, 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 pop. You know, just let the balloons go. Because God likes parties. God likes parties, <laughs> you know. And it, it, but the thing about parties, the, the thing about the mountaintop, we would never enjoy it unless we were in the valley, mm-hmm. would we? Would we ever enjoy a mountain top without a valley? Jasmine is. Are you awake this way? Are you awake tonight, honey? Oh, good. Okay. I know last week it was a little, little shaky there. Remember, with the with the. With the uh, guest, the house guest she had. That's a funny story. But anyway, we'll leave that alone. But anyway, so we need to hope in God. You know, God takes us through seasons. And every season has a reason. Right? And some seasons are pruning and and loss and cutting back and chiseling. And you're like, are you ever going to put me back together? Are you going to ever add to my life again? You know what I mean? I'm almost butt naked here, if you know what I'm saying. I'm about scraped down to where peanut butter doesn't even look like it's on the toast anymore. And God's like, but the, the leaves will come and the fruit will bloom and it will appear. It's just like this tree outside of my <clears throat> place. I never forget when I heard, I live in a community. And I heard this big saw going on in the front, you know. And I look out the window at this big, beautiful tree I used to have. And he's out there just taking it down, half of it, because it touched the roof. I'm like, oh, no, don't do that. But, but that poor tree, it looked like it was butchered. And then it lost all of its leaves like it was in shock. It lost all of its flowers. And I was so sad. I said, this is the only tree I had. I don't know about you guys, but I only had one tree. You know, can you leave it alone? So it was like, no, we can't. But it reminded me of my life when I really sat back and took a look at it. You know, how God comes and he prunes and he cuts off. And it, 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 you feel like, will I ever bloom again? Will I ever smile again? Will anything be brought good out of my life, God? You know, Ruth and I were talking about her journey. She's been through a lot of seasons. But the good thing about seasons is they're for a reason and they don't last. Okay? Hallelujah. Okay? The secret is just keep 
walking through. Don't stop and stay in them. Very good. Cindy knows. Cindy's a good teacher of the word, by the way. So if you've got a lot of questions, she's somebody you can pick her brain, too. She's very astute in that uh, area. Sure you are. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that interesting? I always start off with headline news because we do need to stay on top of culture. You know, a lot of Christians, they become Christians and then they hide their head in the sand and they don't understand what Jesus said by not being a part of the world. You know, we have, they, there's rock concerts, and we don't go to rock concerts. We go to Christian concerts. Amen? Okay, that's obeying God, but we know there's rock concerts, right? We do know they, they do exist, and we pray for them, don't we? But, uh, and so that's, we have to help culture by, be, by being aware of what is going on around us, right? Headline news, marijuana has been legalized by many states. This legalization by man is an abomination to God. We just need to know, okay? And we must remember the words written within the eternal Bible. The Bible is an eternal book. It's everlasting and it will never end. After you and I end here, we go to the next level of existence. There's many, okay? And God wants you to bring your glory and honor into heaven, okay? As a king and a priest, that's why we're in this class, amen, to grow and, and to become all that God wants us to be. But this drug issue uh, is rapid even in the Christian community. There's Christians that are confused. They're starting their own weed businesses and what have you, okay? And we know in Galatians 5, 19 through 21, it reads, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, meaning drugs. Witchcraft in the Greek breaks down as pharmakia. It means drugs. Hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murder, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So you might have friends and family members that are into drugs, and they think it's okay because God made them. Okay, have you ever heard that? Well, God made them. I mean, why would God make them? But if you're in confusion about the drugs God made for us, medicine, in the book of Ezekiel, it talks about it, in illegal, illegal substances, you can go into Real Run. I have a Bible study called Drugs. And it takes you through the creation of medicine and what God intended. Okay, it's very very thorough and very good if you have anybody in your life struggling with that issue and you wonder what to really tell them, right? <clears throat> but the bottom line to this, if you want to perish with an eternal fire, vote for the legalization of marijuana. Go ahead. We have a free will here, don't we? All mankind has a choice. We can push the lever and say, go for it, you know, with the rebels. And that fist will be broken by God and thrown into eternal fire because we understand as wise Christians, we don't live in the foolish lower realms of Christianity, okay? We're coming up in Christ, okay, wise and in, in, in stuff. We need to know both the goodness of God and the severity of God. And so we need to know both in order to be safe. God has put boundaries and parallels for us so that as we're skateboarding, if you were skateboarding down a, 
uh, on a bridge and you had the river or the ocean to the right and ocean to the left and it was a big cliff, maybe a 6,000 feet drop off, you'd want some borders to keep you safe as you were rollerblading. Because what if I did it and I slipped and fell to my death, amen? And so those are the parallels of God, okay? The goodness and the severity. Knowing the goodness and severity of God, Paul said, we convince and persuade man, okay? It's in chapter, Romans chapter 11. So, on to the lesson. Can anyone define prepared? What does prepared mean to you guys? Think about that. Readiness. Readiness. Good. Anybody? Be equipped. Very good. Very good. Very good. Hey, girl, come on in. Come on in. Anybody else have an idea what... Uh, Prepared means? Be ready for okay, so we have ready. Is that what you said, Cindy? I said readiness. Okay, readiness. And equipped. Okay, very good. Anybody else want to add to that? Yeah, be the step ahead of the game. Step ahead of the game. Very good. Step ahead, can I put? Yep. Okay, and Jasmine, what about you, honey? Uh, I was just going to say whatever else said, but I was just going to add my own twist to it. Sure. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Very good, girl. That, that's that little jingo, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Stay ready, don't get ready. How did you do that? <laughs> oh, no, it's something that um, my mom always used to say, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Your mom is smart. She, yeah, she's in heaven now, isn't she? Well, she's in a good place. She's in a better place. You know, I found that out when I went there uh, 22 years ago. It is a better place. Mm -hmm. Amen? Mm -hmm. And it's, it was just stunning. Uh, yeah, prepared is very important. We have readiness, equipped, step, the step ahead. Anybody else want to add to that? All right. In order. Very good, princess. Very good. In order. Very good. Very, very good. Uh, prepared, defined, I put, is to create, or the Bible, how it, it describes it, is to create in advance. To create in advance. To create in advance. Last week, we talked a lot about the Creator, didn't we? You know, it's the first thing God talks about what he was at the very beginning of the book. Mm -hmm. you know, but, but many people read the Bible, they just flip it open and see what it says. God's like, can you guys start at the beginning? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jasmine's looking at me like, what? But you know, it's true. It's true. Could we start at the beginning and go through it? You know, after my trip into these... Uh, realms, heaven and hell, I was pretty shaken up because I was so ignorant and I was a church member. Mm -hmm. Go figure. I spoke in tongues. I read my Bible. I had devotions. I had favorite preachers. I sang with tears running down. Then I go get my Hummer or whatever, light a cigarette and whatever channel I want to listen to, whatever I wanted to listen to, whatever wine I, I desired for the night. I didn't know how to live because I didn't hear the stuff that I tell 
in this class, okay? So God had to show me in person, <laughs> which was terrorizing, but at the same time, I was totally elated at seeing heaven. It was the highest high I've ever experienced and the lowest terror I've ever experienced. <clears throat> but uh, he said, Annie, I need to be your favorite preacher. Okay? He said, I have to send too many of my professing Christians to hell because they don't know. And I said, but God, how could you do that? He says, Annie, I'm God, and, and I, it's all in here, honey. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7 through 9. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, 7 through 9 says that those who do not know and those who do not obey perish. They perish. Hosea 4, 6. When I was in hell, I stood, you know, in many different places, and you can read my testimony <coughs> in my book, Real God. They have it in the Faith Bookstore down there for you. It's part of the class. But I was terrorized, and as I stood in hell, and I was taking in all these scenes, and Christ is very calm, believe it or not. Well, not always. Sometimes he's pretty high strung, but he was calm down there because he was trying to have me soak in. But I was terrorized in my bones. I said, this is the biggest nightmare. I mean, Cindy, I've been through some things. But this was by far the biggest hellish nightmare this kid has ever been through. And I was dumbfounded. And he says, Annie, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. They don't read the book. They just go to church, listen to the experts. Nothing wrong with that. We're supposed to go to church and listen. But if we don't learn for ourselves, we have a potential of being washed away in the sea of fire. If I don't wash you, he told Peter, you'll, you'll have no part with me. There's only two parts. <laughs> There's part one, which is God, right? And there's part two, devil. It's very important to read this book on a daily basis. But he said, I want you to start at the beginning, and I want you to read through it. Well, how I did it, because I was, you know, pretty shaken up by everything. I couldn't even, I mean, I was, I had to process all this and, you know, <clears throat> and he set me down, okay, get your Bible, and we're going to go through some things that I had my headset on, and I had the Bible on audio, and it read to me, and I did laps, Genesis to Revelation, Genesis, all the way through the 66 book, and I did that for five years in a row, because I was like, and as I sat in church, you know, I could hardly, you know, and it, I noticed all the empty holes in the message. We have to know the goodness and we have to know the severity. Satan wants to kill us. We are in a war. Yep. But we talked about it, how God is the creator. Amen? God is the creator. In the beginning, God created. Back to, now we're going to go back to prepared. He wants to create us in advance for our place. Make sense? Now, example, an analogy would be a doctor. A doctor has to do what 
before they practice medicine? Anybody got the answer? Could I go into a hospital and say, I'm going to sign up to be the head surgeon? No. And I, they said, well, Annie, where's your, where's your degree? I said, well, I don't feel, I don't feel, I don't feel I need a degree. It's like, are you okay, sweetie? Do we need to get you down to the counseling? Pretty soon they might be calling a paddy wagon if I didn't leave and go from there, right? So the doctor has to be created in advance. He has to study to show himself approved. Second Timothy 2.15. So we have to be created by God. See, he created you and knit you together, and he knew exactly what he was going to do with you on earth. But that was your physical. He put you in here physically, and if you're not uh, where you need to be in health-wise, you're going into his image. <laughs> Just think about it. What body parts aren't functioning in your life? Well, guess what? You have to go into his image. He's not in a wheelchair, Jen. You're coming out. She's coming out. I mean, the prayers are going on in my world for her. She's coming out. So let me just tell you, she's coming out. And anybody here that isn't physically whole, you got issues? You're coming out. Genesis 1, 26 through 28 says, Let us, meaning the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, let us make man in our image. We're in the physical image of God. He's male, of course, the Trinity. There are three different people. I've seen three different persons, but they're God. God the Father. God the Son. They look different. And God the Holy Spirit. Okay? But we're, in, we're made in their image. Now he's got to create us in his likeness. That's where the can get kind of kind of problematic, to say the least. Amen. If we don't say yes to God, say I don't have time. I'm I'm busy driving this Uber. I don't have time for that. I don't I don't have time for Bible study. I'm too busy practicing my nail art or something, you know? I don't, have, I don't have time. So, so God has an issue because it's, now we got a problem because we, we won't say yes, Lord, and go into his likeness, okay? So we were, we were made in his image, and if you're not in his image, guess what? Be prepared to go. He's not a wheelchair. He doesn't have cancer. He doesn't have diabetes. He doesn't have neck pain. Maybe you need to loosen up a little. Amen? And now he wants to take you into his likeness. And he wants to prepare you. And he's the creator. He wants to prepare you for your place. Isn't this special? Have you ever seen a bride that ran down for her wedding? You know, everybody's... Waiting for the bride to come. You know, here comes the bride, all dressed in white, right? And he got the nice, handsome guy at the, at the altar. And the, the in-laws, whether you like him or not, amen? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you do a lot of praying underneath your breath. But, uh, and then here comes this, this mad woman around the corner <laughs> that hasn't bathed for a week. She's in her gym clothes. Her hair is a mess. 
running down the aisle screaming, I'm so sorry, I forgot our wedding day, right? And everybody's startled at this thing, right? She has to prepare herself in advance for that operation called the wedding. What if you had maids of honor, but they showed up in their bathing suits and said, you know, we stayed at the beach. We just, we just felt like hanging around with Jesus. It's like, well, honey, let me tell you something. You better, you better go get right with Jesus. You, had a, you made a vow here to be my attendant. And they come running down the aisle in their bathing suits, and one doesn't even have their flip-flops on. We have to prepare in advance, don't we? So the question does anyone know the original intent of Almighty God for creation? Praise. Okay. Praise. Praise. Okay. Yeah. Praise. Yeah. Praise. Praise. Yeah. Praise. Or his pleasure. Pleasure. Family. 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 Anybody else want to? Love. Love is the greatest thing on earth, isn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I bet Ruth thought so when she finally got Boaz. Amen? She thought, boy, this is the finest thing on earth. But uh, anybody else uh, got any ideas they want to add about the God's original intent? <laughs> Rosie's like... <laughs> Glory? That's a good one. Yeah. Dwell, that's a good one. Goodness. Peace. Like, okay, peace is good. And what did you say, Joe? Sorry, goodness. Goodness. It was good. He is good, isn't he? God is good. God is so good that he has gone to such length to save our life. Amen. And every day when you wake up, he's right there. Oh, yes. Do you feel his presence when you wake up? Yes, yes. Jasmine. I was going to say holiness and grace. Holiness and grace. Very good. And every night he puts us to bed, doesn't he? He's right there. Mm -hmm. And he sees through all we're going through and just every little issue and, you know, what's your favorite color and he helps you put your clothes on and Helps you do your hair. Sometimes we don't know what to do with what grows out of us. Amen. You know, right? We don't know quite how to do all these things, but you know, God knows how to how to put you together because He made you. That's neat, isn't it? Well, listen to what the Lord gave me. The original, genuine, and authentic intent of Almighty God for creation is to build splendid, gorgeous nations filled with beautiful cities inhabited by pure, honorable, intelligent, and excellent citizens who have been transformed, here we go with the likeness, into the image of Jesus, enjoying life more abundantly on earth while looking forward to the brilliance and majesty of heaven and beyond. This location is labeled within Scripture, as the holy and royal nation. Isn't that beautiful? Mm -hmm. And in the holy and royal nation, we find all these things. We find praise and pleasure and family and love and 
glory and him with us and peace and goodness and holiness and grace. Amen? Amen. That's a part of the holy and royal nation. So when you look at the earth, look at the earth as a whole, <clears throat> he wants the people coming to him, right? And allowing them to prepare them for their place in the holy and royal nation. The holy and royal nation is all the people of God unified from the word of God, his spirit. Those who worship me must worship me in spirit. Jesus is with us and in truth and sanctify them. John 17, 17, by the truth, your word is truth. So we're unified we're serving God, we're eating the bread of life, we're allowing God to lead and direct our lives. He's our personal leader. We have an intimate relationship with him, and he's personally concerned about everything that concerns you. Amen? Uh, everything. And he has plans for you every day. And we get up, we open up the bread of life, we study, and we let him direct our path, right? This is what he wants. And those people that he's allowed to, that, that allow him to take them into his likeness, he will be able to place you then into your kingdom assignment as the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Okay? But we have to allow him to do this. Now, Rialaron, I, I have the crown program, and uh, for anybody in here that doesn't know what that is, come and see me after class, okay? And we'll discuss that. But uh, I thought that was just a beautiful description. He said, I can do all these things. He said, there will be many of my people that will sit back and laugh and say, God's done with this world. He said, those are like the rebellious, wicked spies that I put their lights out and they didn't go into the promised land. Mm -hmm. He said, you need to be the Joshua and the Caleb that said, yes, Lord, we can take this mountain. We can take these seven mountains. Amen. Amen. And the seven mountains, uh, does anybody remember them? Um, we have church, government. Family, education, business, media, and arts and entertainment. So that's what the crown program is for. It's for your foundation restoration where you're going to allow God to prepare you in advance, right, for your place. Because if he puts you high up in your place, he's going to want you to bring him glory like Daniel. Right? If Daniel didn't knew God, if, if Daniel didn't know God, how could he bring that, that wicked nation Babylon into a place where they said, your God is the only true God? They couldn't. Right? But Daniel submitted to God even in the lion's den. He refused to, to go along with them to get his exit because he could have said, oh, I'm sorry, you know, just don't throw me in the lion's den. But he said, no, I'm not going to defile God. And it is what God did 
is he brought his name above the people of that place to bring them into salvation. Amen. Okay, that's why we're exalted. Not for a personal throne and we, you know, we get to have all the bells and whistles necessarily, although in Isaiah 61, write this down, Isaiah 61, you will see two halves. You will see the first half and the second half. The first half of Isaiah 61 is difficult. The Spirit of the Lord does come upon you, but when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, it will be to separate you for His work. Mm -hmm. And you will spend years of pruning, years of isolation, years of hard, years. Years of yes, Lord. Mm -hmm. And then the second half says, and then you will have a staff. Then the servants come, and you will boast of the riches of the Gentiles, and you will be named a minister and a priest of God. And then here comes the second half and all the blessings. It's like Isaiah 40.10. Jesus said, my work is with me. My work is with me, and my reward is with me. Okay? So when you're going through it with God, try, you know, you're serving Christ where he assigned you in the mountain, okay? Whichever mountain he has assigned you to as a Christian, okay? You might work in the church. You might be called to be a United States senator. You might be called to be, raise a family, raise godly people that can be raised up and be another King David running around, amen? You might be called to be an educator, you might be called to be a business owner, a really cool business owner of Christ and go to the top. You might be called into media and be, bring the news in totality to the earth because everything travels on information, okay? Or you might be called into arts and entertainment. Maybe you're called into the movie field. Maybe you're called to write books that are given to movie producers, Christians. We don't have enough of any of this stuff here. And God's like, I'm ready to build my earth, but i got to have people that are willing. And if you don't think he can do it, then we haven't gone through the Bible. God, anything God sets his mind to, he can do. They laughed when Noah started building until they drowned. And the spies that said, oh, this can't be, God can't do it, he didn't allow them to enter the promised land. And also, the Tower of Babel is, an, is, is a replica of what Really, the Christians should be doing as a holy and real nation. And when, when we're of one language, one purpose, and God is with us, we can do anything. Because that's what it says in the Babel. That's why God came down and confounded their language, because they, they had wrong motives. But this is the right motive as a holy and royal nation. We're a part of a holy and royal nation. And we're going to bring our glory and honor into heaven. And then we're going to be in the New Jerusalem floating down. It's so cool. This story is amazing about God. It's more than sin and forgiveness. That's a big part of it because we always have to keep ourselves clean. But the big picture of God is so enormous. That's why I love the crown program. As you go through the steps in the crown, there's 74 lessons and then an additional 52 Bible studies. And now God's, God's always having me write. Study, research, write. Okay? And so take it on up. Because God wants us to see the big picture. Amen. Everybody's worried about, am I a prophet? It's like, it doesn't matter. 
You're, you're a Christian, man. You, 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 who knows where you're going to go? You could, be, you could be built up to be a Joseph, even though you're female, Josephine. And, and to have your briefcase and walk in there and say, I need to bring order here. This says the Lord. And they open the doors and they say, my goodness, we've never seen anybody with such wisdom and the spirit of God resting upon them. This is what God wants so that we can bring order to our nation. The United States was supposed to be the place where the gospel went out to all the world. But see, we, we don't understand what the gospel is. It's more than death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. That is just so, so low. It is about the creator and his desire for this earth. He came and he, he, he was, he was, you know, he went through that. But he's risen and he wants us to walk with him and rise as he has wanted us to. And if you want to go, he'll take you. Okay? It's not all about the manger and the baby in there and people going to Israel looking at that empty grave. He said, I'm up here. He said, I'm tired of watching my people pant at that wall. He said, I want, it, I want you to study. I want you to go through this program. I want you to learn so I can send you to be their answer. He goes, I raise up deliverers. You might be called to go, go talk to presidents of nations, senators and congressmen, and help them to understand their creator so they can start changing this world and getting it so that they're not under the wrath of God, but they're under the love of God. Because God doesn't want to pour out his wrath. He wants us all saved and coming into unity with him and rise as the holy and royal nation upon this earth. Amen. I mean, Christians all over the globe rising in wisdom. Not being destroyed for lack of knowledge and staying in that little, little level that, you know, Jesus loves me, this I know, and this is all I know. We're supposed to grow in grace. And that's God helping us. Grace is really God helping us. God help me, help me, God help me. I live in God help me. When I ever don't think I need God is when I've got a problem. And God will bring you back to... Because he's Papa. We, we listen to Abba, Abba Daddy. He's got you. He's got you. He's got you. Got you. And what I see for you is so glorious. It's beyond glorious. And I was weeping for you. I mean, I go into prayer sometimes, and it's light, and other times it's not. <clears throat> and when I text you, it's for a reason. Trust me. When you're not here, I'm concerned, you know. But what he has for you is glorious. And I was weeping and pacing and weeping and pacing. And this was, this has been since last week. <laughs> he said, if you will go through his study material in that crown program, and you will serve him, and know, you'll know things that the crown will tell you, the goodness and severity, because he doesn't want you to blow up. Okay, that's his problem. 
That's his problem. You will see nations healed. This is big. And I'll tell you why. He never uses somebody that has been broken. Walking around prideful. I have been broken to the bones. I have been broken beyond belief all my life. And that's what you'll see in my books. And I've, I've broken beyond even comprehension in all kind of areas of life. But he never uses pride. He kicked pride out. And God allows us to lose. There's a time in Ecclesiastes for everything underneath the earth. There's a season for this and there's a season for that. Do you know there's even a season of loss? I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of losing. I remember through my, through my hellish divorce, I mean, if you wouldn't believe what I've been through. But you know what? Because I'm standing here today healed, he's real God. And what he did for me, he never brings anybody in my presence that he's not going to do for you. He's not that kind of God. He said, but you know something, Annie? He said, I walked in the pool of Bethesda. He said, how many people did I heal? Anybody know that one? The pool of Bethesda. And that pool was surrounded by crippled people. And they waited for the water to move. And when they, whoever touched the moving water was healed. Now, that's interesting that the water was moving. Do you know the Holy Spirit moves over the water of the Word? That's, this is the Word, and He's going to transform your life. You're going to be a transformer. And so, I'm excited for everybody here. Everybody. He showed me you're, in, you're going to be governing. I, I dug in deeper, and he said, just stay there for now, Annie. Don't worry about it, all the details. You know, because I pray and I see. I see. But uh, he said, I went into the pool of Bethesda. He said, when I went in there, he says, you know my Bible, right, Annie? He said, it says in Acts 2.22 that God did the miracles by me. And it says in, in uh, further, I got the scriptures. It says that God did the miracles by Paul, by the hand of Paul. But who did the miracles? God. Okay. So God is the one in charge. Amen. The Father. He said, but I healed one, and I expected the rest of them to follow me, meaning start searching, start investigating. He said, those who seek, find. Okay. Those who discard, well, basically the, the heck with it, they lose. But the seeker is the one that finds. And when I was crippled for three years in my mess, I cried all the time and praying and sin like the, you wouldn't believe. Because I didn't know. You know what I mean? And here comes God. One day he shocked me to pieces. The book is excellent. It tells, it tells all of his emotions and everything. I mean, he is a character. It's, a, it's an incredible book. If you haven't read it yet, yeah. definitely yeah. read it. It's, it's Which one? Book. The first one. The second one's really good, too. Yeah, but the first good. one is excellent. Well I mean, it's like, it's, well, God is very entertaining. You know, he, he's the one that, uh, he's Mr. Drama. He's the drama guy, right? 
He's created emotions. He created laughter, joy. He created all this stuff. He has all this stuff. You know, God's not stuffy. We talked about that last week. God's not stuffy. Amen? God is amazing. But uh, so when, when, when God doesn't do an instant miracle, I mean, I have things in my life that I need from God. Okay? But they come from God, His process, and they come in His time. Unless we want to crawl up on His throne and push Him off and sit there like spoiled brats. Amen? There's nothing worse than a prideful punk trying to love and help others. It's not going to happen. So he breaks you. He breaks us. I'm looking at a woman that he loves and a very anointed woman that he's broken to pieces. Amen? But you'll be able to feed the bread to others. Amen? And, and you, pride is not, not something in the, in the kingdom of God. We know that pride and arrogance, and I'm better than you. It's like, I mean, the, the more you influence others and the more that you do for God, the smaller it seems I get. I don't know how to describe it, but the more, you know, I mean, I'm already cautious after what happened to me all the time. You know what I mean? I mean, thank God. Thank God. I was on my way to hell and a fast track. But the more that God opens doors, the more people you influence, the more uh, stuff that I know, it seems like the smaller I get. And I just hold on to God. There's Especially been... growing in his likeness. Yeah. And you're creating just like he does. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. I love him. And I, you know the, the number one thing that I loved about him was the way he loves us. Amen. I've never seen anything like it. And after he came and left, he would come to me as I was sleeping, and I would see his beautiful face all every night, his big blue eyes, his beautiful blue eyes. And sometimes they were brown, but sometimes they're blue. <laughs> you know, he can choose what he wants. But, uh, and there would be tears running down his cheek. And I would get up and go to my office, run down, go to my office and start working on an outreach or something. And that's how he would operate me, on his tears. That's what he, that's his emotion over his earth. He cries. I mean, he's joyful right now because you're all here, you know, going, out, going for it. But we talked about, Peter, do you love me? You know? And here I am, this is Jesus talking, here I am, I got 8 billion people on this earth. Does anybody really love me enough to want to know me and know what I had in store and know where I need to create you to be? Anybody interested? It's all about love. Yeah. It's all about love. You know, when he comes through and does something for you, just I had, a, I had an issue in my mouth for a long time. He had me suffer with it because he produces a fruit that we may not want to talk about or accept. And it's called long-suffering. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I don't want that one.
don't want that one. I want to go to Millennial Mall and buy anything I want. I don't want that. I want to go get me a nice BMW like I used to have. I don't want to drive this old car. And God's like, stop. Because we're humans. He said, but anyway, I had this problem with my inside of my mouth. It bothered me. It was just, it was like this, this, like a growth. I'm thinking, what is this? I mean, I'm a preacher. I'm clean and all this, you know. And he said, what, my, what does my word say? He said, I said, if you study and you attend to my word, it'll be health to your flesh. And he said, if you serve me, I'll take sickness and in, uh, infirmity away from you. And I'll bless your bread and water, which means your provision, right? Well, this went on and on for four years, you know. And one day, I was so mad. I walked into Walgreens, and I got those little razors, you know. They must have thought I was a drug addict or something. I said, you know, cutting up something like I used to. But anyway, you know, I went over there, and I'm looking for just that special kind of razor, not the kind we shave our legs with, but that, you know, the outside the cartridge. And I went home, and I lifted it, and I, I cut that thing. I was so angry. I waited so many years, and it grew back just like that. Well, I, he asked me to do something uh, not too long ago, the first of the year, and I stepped out in faith and did what he asked. I mean, it was a big leap of faith. And in the middle of my obedience, I went like this, like I normally did, and it was gone. He said, there's your reward, Annie. He said, am I a liar? He said, I know you know my Bible, and he says that I'm not a liar. Numbers 23, 19. And do I need to repent, everybody? We got Jesus on the witness stand. You know, we all want to throw rocks at him, you know, because he didn't do something we wanted. He's just, come on. We all get angry at times, don't we? If we're honest. Amen? Anybody? Okay. Anybody? But I, uh, he said, so that's gone. And it just went like that. I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel an angel in there pulling it or something, you know, or God sawing it off or whatever. It just vanished. He's supernatural. Amen. He's the creator. Yeah. I had a vision of you, I'm just going to tell you. And you were sitting in that chair. And one day, and I saw the Lord sitting in you. I actually saw the Father. And he stood you up because he stood up inside of you. And I went, oh my goodness, I've never seen that. So, Father, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for this class. We thank you for our time together. We thank you for your revelation, your presence, your spirit, your person, your plan. We thank you, Father God, that you are supernatural and that you are the creator. And we need to remember that on our journey and that you have huge plans for us as we grow in knowledge. Amen? Amen. To be able to handle the place. And Father, I just bless each and every one here. May the Lord's face shine upon you. May you enjoy his presence and may he be gracious to you. May he give you peace. 
May you enjoy prosperity in every good thing this planet has. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, Father. Riala Ron International Ministries Incorporated appreciates all of its faithful covenant partners and wishes each and every one of you a beautiful life with Jesus. Please visit Riala Ron today at www.riallaron.org.